0: doing <laughs> i am i am great
1: good good
0: good I, to hear. I had a uh sudden realization no i actually i didn't have a sudden realization sylvie gave me a sudden realization yesterday oh keycon is next week like not this weekend but next weekend and i'm like no it's not i said it's in three weekends she says no it's next weekend and i'm like what
1: oh the weekend after mother's day
0: yeah, like, not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh, crap. And it's the weekend after that she's going on her conference. I thought it was mm. backwards. I thought she was going on her conference. And then the week she's back is when KeyCon was. But I guess I think there's um, 37 days in a month or something, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, It's coming up. It's coming up quick. Pretty- yeah, so I kind of started panicking because there's a... Uh, well, I, I'm getting a few things ready mm-hmm. for it. And, uh, well, I guess I can say it here now. It's not going to be a surprise by the time this is out. But... Uh, so I what's
1: am, on... What's so,
0: that? Sorry, go ahead. What was that?
1: No, I was going to say, so So, what's on the agenda for... Um, for Like on? on your list of things to uh, things to do.
0: Well, I have to get the website... Yes, SeanMcGinney.ca is going to be a website, and Mm -hmm. I have to get it up well before KeyCon. Right. And I've got most of it done, but I just want to kind of change some of the pictures out. Right. Um, But I just literally do that and publish, and it's up. Uh, Right. Secondly is I wanted to have business cards made. So if people want to listen to the podcast, the business cards shows my website address. People could just go there and listen to it because you can stream it right from my website. Right. Um, if so,
1: you want, yes. Uh, like I did with the dome covers. If you have something that you want printed, I can get it printed for you. I just need you to, to email oh. it to me. But that's up to you.
0: Okay. Well, I ordered the cards last night because it was a, oh you there, did okay. a fifty percent off sale with uh, Vista Print. Okay. <laughs> Pimping. Okay, so you already that, Apparently. apparently. Uh, well, that's who Sylvia orders all her cards from and a lot of stuff that she does. So right. she has like this corporate discount and stuff. So we just went through oh, there. okay. And I only okay. ordered 100 business cards because Corey is designing. Yes, that's another announcement. Corey is designing the new cover for the podcast. Um, he's, uh, I, I'm not going to spoil what it's going to be. I can tell you off air, but he's designing okay. a cover to go on the podcast. So. Um, cool. I'm kind of excited about that because uh, the concept we talked about, like, it's going to be reminiscent of something he's done before, but it'll mm-hmm. have a new flavor. So I'll tell you off the air what it is, but I'm okay. really, very, very excited for it. And he's actually very excited to do it. So, um, right. and, uh, so the business cards will arrive two days before Kikon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which kind of short. Well, yeah, like I was kind of holding out doing it because Corey was going to design the new logo. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll do the new logo, right? But right. Um, if I did that and ordered them, I'd be getting them after KeyCon. So anyway, the so the design I went with is pretty nice. Um, I may actually keep aspects of it when I do the new card. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Um, and then incorporate what you, white you designed it. Yeah, I just designed it off Vistaprint. Like we used some of the existing designs and then moved all the words around and shit like that. Oh, okay. The question I have for you is, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to be using Dad's um, business card case. Okay. Like, he had, uh, like, gold, but, you know, an engraved nice business card case, so I'll be keeping the cards in there. Sylvie's been using it. I wanted someone to use it. Right. Um, But I guess, uh, do you want cards with your name on it? So when I do the next batch... Just use mine for now? Sure. Because, I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, it's seanmagnady.ca, but everything I'm everything well, I'm I, on there is, like, you and I do tons of shit together, so.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, either way, I'm, I'm good with without don't, I don't need a card, but if. Um...
0: Well, if someone want to hear the, the podcast, the ones that you're on, mm-hmm. the card's an easy, quick way to, to get there. Well, here, here you go. Here's a card. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So sure. um, anyway, so the next batch, once the the uh, like, I only ordered a hundred cards. So the next batch, um, we'll have the logo, and then um, maybe what I'll do is I'll, you know, I'll change it and add some names to it and stuff.
1: Well, see, in ten years, those cards would be worth a lot of money, but they're like trading cards because right? there was only a minimum amount that were that were ordered. This was yeah. like it was like pre-CBS and all that stuff, like with Fender and all. It'll be like this will be like pre.
0: Well, based on, like, the, based on the design that Corey's doing, we literally could have four different business card types. So, kind of excited about that. About, sorry, say again? There could be four different business card types, one for oh. each member of the podcast. Well, that'd be cool. Which is also a hint. You, would know, to, you would know exactly whose card you had. Well, exactly. Well, yeah. yeah.
1: And you can collect them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you can
1: put them on the spokes of your bike and, you know, whatever you want to do.
0: <laughs> on the spokes <laughs> on your bike. That's awesome. Old school. Yeah, that's right. I'll put them on my big wheel.
1: Yeah, we'll um, just bring a bike to KeyCon and we'll just ride it around. That would be the, uh, we'll Down the that hallway. Would, with, that would uh, be cool with a big wheel. And that's how you give your cards out.
0: Yeah, I like <laughs> you it. Oh, my racket. Here you go. Here's your card. I like it. I'd be actually tempted to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. or a unicycle if you want to get really creative. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think there is someone who comes every once in a while that has one. Actually,
0: the oh, K-Con. unicycle in your area, of town? Yeah, I've seen that guy biking around all the time. He bikes. No, I met at, at keycon. I thought there was one. There, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It might I'm be wrong, that guy that's in your area. There's one guy who's unicycling in your area all the time. Right. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him yet or not, but I've seen him a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> so those those are the two things I wanted to get done before. Uh, the right. two main things, those are the prime things. But the other thing is getting ready getting ready for the panel that we're running,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: the, the Evil Within panel, which um, there's a lot of things I want. I, I don't want to spoil anything that I'm trying to do and trying to fit in and try to have in the panel in case mm-hmm. I can't get it done on time. I don't want to make false promises. But right. what we will be doing, and I'm preparing for that, is I want, I'm going to have some scripts that I'm going to be handing out from the film. Uh, I've got a okay. copy of the you know the original script that you know I, I learned all my lines from. So I'm gonna right. print a bunch of those off and bring those with me. Um, we're gonna have a slideshow uh, with basically all the set photos. We basically we took a whole bunch of set photos on set, um, and I have them all. And there's God, I don't know. There's a few hundred pictures uh, from the set, uh, most right. of which people haven't seen. Right. So I'm going to have a slideshow that playing. Um, so I have to get that slideshow ready. I mean, it's not super difficult. I just have to take the time to sit down. And I have them right. all in a folder, and I'll just create a slideshow to, to run through. And we have a projector, so people can actually see the pictures. So that's good. Right.
1: So now, so now, for people listening to this who have no idea what we're talking about, yes, uh, that's 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 a movie that it was a uh, Star Wars fan film that was created. Yep called the evil within correct so okay. officially well, called star
0: wars the evil within
1: right star wars The Evil within. yeah so this is
0: that's that's what we're
1: so basically the well maybe i i, I shouldn't say anything about it because i don't know what you want to say and what you don't so i'll, I'll let you take it from here
0: <laughs> well yeah we're just, so basically it's been i don't know how long it's been exactly i think since 2006 might have been the premiere yeah it was quite a few years ago uh, but we worked on the movie at least two years before that. Like it was a long, it was a long arduous process. But um, we did a release of the movie, uh, I think in 2006, and uh, the showing of the movie was uh, was incomplete. Um, there was technical difficulties. I'm not going to get into exactly what happened because there's a lot of hurt feelings on the matter, but. At the night of the premiere, there was only 17 or 20 minutes of movie that was shown. And of the, of what was shown, there was not any... Oh, there's a ambulance trying to get by. You let them through. I'm trying to <laughs> let the guy through. The guy in front of me is not even paying attention. Oh. Come on, dude. Move. Unbelievable. We're... Wow. There's an ambulance trying to get through, and this guy is not even moving. He's looking at me like, what do you want me to do? Well, I don't know. What is
1: what is the appropriate thing to do if you're at a light?
0: And um, there's an
1: ambulance behind you. I think you're, I think you're allowed to go through you the intersection, aren't you? As long as it's But As long as
0: everyone moving.
1: else can kind of hear the siren. But nowadays, with everybody... But he's just
0: waiting for the light. Oh? Huh? Waiting for the light. Whatever. Ah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, <laughs> see that's why this is called on the road. <laughs> <This> <laughs> on the, is the road shit we see. Yeah. <laughs> and now are we, we see. doing?
1: Are we doing that this year? Where we're gonna like on our way to T-Con Well, gonna...
0: so here's the other big change. Well, here's the other big change that's, that's happening with the launch of the website. I'm also going to be changing the format of the show as well. Okay. um the on the road aspect of it will still happen, but it's not going to be the predominant way the podcast has to go. Um, It's not really, the reason I want to change that is I do want to have some interviews on here and I can't do the interviews while I'm driving. Like it just, the timing of it doesn't work for people. It's like, okay, well you have to call me between 5 and 5.30 (laughs) And uh, while I'm driving home from work, I can't, you know, like they're driving home from work or they're still working or they're already home or, you know, it just, it's just not convenient. Uh, If I want to do interviews, I'm going to have to go to people or have people come to me or call them when I'm at home.
1: So So on your, on on the road episodes will be between, uh, you know, this time frame, And then when you do your actual interviews, it'll be either you'll be at home doing it. Or face-to-face Or whichever. Yeah, I might format. do some on the road But
0: I, I'm, I can't Maintain the format uh, With the stuff I would like to do With the podcast So So that's right. So the idea is The first episodes Of the next season Which is season five Will be the Keycon episodes So we're nearing The end of season four Which is the longest so Season I've done so far
1: So is there a cliffhanger At the end?
0: Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well yeah, I guess the well hopefully uh mm-hmm. the idea will be I can launch the new logo for the uh for the podcast, uh oh. the season five is what I'm hoping for. Right. Um so yeah, so this is yeah, this is the longest season. I don't know how many were like thirty some episodes in this season. Generally my seasons are somewhere between twenty and twenty six episodes. And I usually do an episode or a season change when I change the podcast in some way, shape, or form. But I haven't changed anything in a while. <laughs> but anyway, I was holding up for the web for the uh, for the website. But anyway, so in regards to the evil within, so the movie was released, and what was released was uh, the movie was supposed to be ninety minutes. They only showed twenty minutes max of footage. And of the footage that was shown, some of it didn't have uh, any ADR, which is where everyone goes and re-records the dialogue. So it's crisp mm-hmm. and clean, and you can hear what people are saying in the, in the film. Uh, it right. had some of the dialogue ADR'd and some of it wasn't, so some of the dialogue was echoey, some of it sounded great. And mm-hmm. some of the effect shots had no effects in them anymore. Um, so anyway, there was, a, there was a big kerfuffle over the release, And, um, there was a lot of people that were angry and there was a lot of hurt feelings and all that sort of stuff. So the purpose of the panel is to get together as many of the crew as we can Mm -hmm. and kind of talk about our experiences with the film and not in a negative confrontational manner, but just sort of, you know, maybe the movie wasn't, you know, finished or released or anything like that, but. Look at all the great pretty things much, that came out of it. Yeah, that. pretty
1: pretty much their experience. Like, what was your yeah. experience on the film? Well, what was your experience? Everyone,
0: uh, everyone
1: has a different experience. So, uh, I'm I'm sure um, you know people had friends in there that they probably did the movie with. Some people were just kind of they'd never done it before. It was all new to them for acting, and uh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Actually, all, all
0: for probably yeah. the majority of the cast, this was their first any kind of film thing that they'd done. Um, right. And for a lot of us, like I mean it it shaped who we are today because it was, I mean, it was like a family. We were fighting like a family at points too. (laughs) But, um, I mean, I met Corey through the film and I, you know, I mean, Corey's Corey, like, you know, he's like one of our brothers, Mm -hmm. you know, that wouldn't have happened without the film. Um, I got some movie work that I did afterward, afterwards that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, And I don't even think like my simple comic would have happened because that's where I met my artist. I don't even know if I would have, you know, there's a lot of things I don't think I would have done or would have happened. I mean, even something like Dome, I don't know if I would have had the balls to audition had had I not done the movie. Because I had to audition for the movie and it was nerve wracking and, you know, and I learned a lot on that movie. Right. about professionalism you know and things like that so I mean right. I would have been too terrified to audition for a band
1: so this was a, pretty much a big turning point for,
0: for you, sure it was I mean
1: and a lot of people yeah
0: yeah I mean if, like meeting meeting Sylvie was like one of the biggest ones in my life for sure mm-hmm. having the kids and all that but that being said like I don't even think I don't even think I would have had the gall to Sylvie I would, had I not had those life experiences, like, it, it steered me a different way than, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know what, I, I had the same experience, but it wasn't with a movie. And it would be with the stupidest thing you could think of. Oh,
0: okay, well, sure. um,
1: <laughs> This is with, uh, with Amway, believe it or not.
0: Oh. <laughs> because, I, I remember you were doing Amway, I think. Because,
1: I mean, I wouldn't say shit had a multiple, and I was very shy. I mean, I'm still a shy guy, but not as bad as I used to be. No, and now true. I can actually, you know, I could talk to someone, but, I mean, the job that I have now, that's what I do all day, so it's not a big deal, but...
0: Uh, you would be on the this day, podcast, because <laughs> you would have been marble-mouthed, I think, maybe. The,
1: probably, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. So, so, like, yeah, so, on, I mean, I, the, and it's well, weird, because, well, I mean,
1: you, basically, you're, you're trying to basically sell yourself uh, in that situation, and it pretty much forces you to talk to people. Yeah. Which, which was something that it, w- it didn't come natural to me and i know you're more the extrovert you you're, you're like the social butterfly you don't have to worry like you're you can talk to people not a, not a problem yeah. me i'm more reserved I, i'm more of the observer <laughs> type person and and my personality but but i found that that helped me too so yeah just these different experiences that we have that just kind of help us uh, grow i guess as a person and um being able to uh to, to project that i guess
0: well we haven't done this on the episode in a while i used to do this in the episode all the, on the episodes once in a while but mm-hmm. what other formative like what were other keystones positive keystones like for who you are today and what you're doing other, like that's a good one that's a really good one but what else like the, the any other ones you can think of
1: well, I mean, playing on stage uh, with the classic embers was big. Um, although at that time I was still the person I was, you know, I wasn't the person was out front. I was kind of behind the curtain yeah. <laughs> playing, um, and with the lower volume because you know I didn't, you know, the shyness type thing. But um, but yeah, with uh, and then even with with home, I mean that uh, that I, I went from the same person that was kind of behind the curtain out front cuz they didn't have much of a choice <laughs> yep. and then and then as as the gigs went on and you got more comfortable and like you know what this is you know just let loose have fun like you only live once and and you don't realize that when you're you you spend so much time worrying and yes. and and all this this negative energy or whatever you want to call it uh that kind of keeps you from wanting to do things that you say. You know, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Like when you're younger, it's like you know, I'm a movie star or guitar god or whatever. No, like in your head, yeah. but you know, once you hit the public, it's like zip. <laughs> it's like mm, <laughs> when you're a whole in a different. situation,
0: yeah. It's like, uh,
1: yeah, up. but it, yeah, and you have to put your and you have to put yourself out there to to be able to to, to face those things. And and that for me that was a that was a, a big moment you know, from gig to gig to gig, every every one got easier and it was less less butterfly, I guess, and, and was able to focus more on on the fun and, and, and get into it more. And and you can tell
0: when you watch the videos
1: as they go on with the different ones that we've done, every one is always a little bit better than the last one. So for me that that was a, that was another pinnacle moment i mean besides the kids and your family and stuff like that like oh yeah just outside of that realm oh yeah, those, yeah those,
0: those things trump everything else of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah, but th- yeah. this is kind of outside the box basically. yeah uh any any other ones i, I like where this is going like I, i'm enjoying this. Like, what <laughs> else is there any other big key ones
1: that key like ones.
0: It, it should it should pop up to you right away like if you're thinking too much then <laughs> well good.
1: i mean i mean as uh, speaking like just public speaking myself in front of a bunch of people. Yep. Uh, that's that's always been a, a big no. Uh, but like I said, with the with the with the thing uh, it kinda helped out help bring me out of my shell uh, a bit and you know, like uh, say talking at, at your wedding and stuff, like that's nerve wracking. <laughs> because you're you're gonna be up front, you know, you know, talking about uh, you and Sylvie and, and everything, in, in front of all these people. Oh
0: yeah, some people you, you know. Spoke at both my weddings.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you're so you're in front of all these people. Uh, some you know, some you don't. Um, sometimes it's harder to be in front of people you know, uh, or sometimes it's it's, it's easier. I, I, it just kind of depends. But that that was another. Thing. It, most most of it is just kind of personal growth. Be able to um, be able to talk to people and. and, and be out of your shell that, that, that's that been the biggest part that I found that I think I've grown a bit um, other things I don't know I, I don't think I don't, unless you can think of something that that I'm it's just not clicking at the moment
0: <laughs> well there, though I mean I mean maybe this is just too obvious but when dad bought you your first guitar I think uh, we talked about that before like
1: for me oh. that
0: was a key moment in my life
1: for a for key yes for a key moment i'm thinking i'm thinking of a uh, i guess i'm thinking more of a personal growth uh yeah. thing but for for that yeah that that was i mean yeah you can't top well yeah that's 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 way up there that was because when i first started oh go through the story now
0: <laughs> well we can paraphrase a little bit because we've talked about it before but
1: yeah, uh, well, I used to play my Uncle Jr.'s guitar. Yeah. And he had a, a telecaster, it was a copy, um, and I had his, uh, Fender Basement amp, and, uh, he lent it to me, because I guess Dad said, you know, he asked if, if I could borrow it to play and stuff, and, uh, and we did that, and then I joined the band with, uh, um, well, there's Norm, there's Mike, Mark, so. It just depend on, 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 on what part uh, But at the time I was playing that guitar And we went to the, the uh, Moncton Music That one day And we were looking at the guitars And they had the, the SQ series Made in Japan, Squires um, Back in the 80s 82, 83, 84 era um, So we went there And I picked one up, I played it And I kind of fell in love with it And then we uh, when we were driving back, um, I was in the back seat. I was thinking about it, and I was kind of sad. And I guess he kind of picked up on that. And he was uh, good at the that. next time. <laughs> what what's that? He was
0: good at that, picking up on little things like that.
1: Yeah. And then um, the next time we went jamming, he uh, came and picked me up. Oh yeah, I think we did talk about this on another podcast. And yeah. then uh, I went to get in the, the the car, and then there was something on the floor. Was like, well, what's this, he said, open it up, so I opened it up, and there was the guitar, you know, in the case and everything, I was like, holy crap, like, that was, yeah, that was a pinnacle moment in my life that, you know, even thinking about it, you kind of get a little bit choked up, because it, it yeah. was such a, it was such a, an emotional thing for me, It was like, because I knew, like, he couldn't afford to buy, Nothing. you know, stuff like that, like, yeah. just, you know, off the cuff, so it was a, you know, it was a big deal, I was really, it wasn't like I was going to you know, the people who buy guitars and eh, you buy it and you play it for a day and yeah, yeah. it, and then it sits in the corner, collects dust. But, you know, since I was playing it prior to that and to upgrade to a better instrument was just it wasn't it wasn't a waste.
0: No, no you know I say. Sure. and I
1: still and I still have that guitar to this day.
0: And if you ever sold that guitar I would get very angry with
1: you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I I got that. I got that, I got I got Dad's original bass, like his original original. Yeah, Telestar and then I've got his uh, his, his um, of, uh, jazz too so. oh yeah that's, that won't go anywhere and even Junior's guitar I still have Junior's guitar because mm-hmm. he was kind enough to send that to me uh, years ago with that, and I cleaned it up and everything and I went to put some upgrades and stuff on it and then when I did it I went you know what I'm putting it back to original because that's the sound and everything that I recall I, yeah. I changed the tuners that needed to be done because it would not stay in tune at all. <laughs> yeah. um, and the bridge, and actually the bridge saddles, I put the brass ones on because uh, the ones that were there were just kind of uh, looked like they were cut V's, it, very jagged edges and stuff on it, and I'd uh, kind of you know tear up your hand uh, just kind of playing it. But but yeah, no, the, the the guitars, those mementos, those those are those are worth more to me than any monetary value that they could. Uh, that I would ever sell them for. So, yep. those are always good. I'll always have those. That, you should
0: good. actually, not to be morose or anything, but you should actually put those guitars in your will to make sure that something happens to them. That they don't just. Yeah, get you know what? I've, ne- I've never
1: thought of that. Yeah, I should uh, I should do that. Actually, I have a will kit. I just never I haven't pulled it out yet. I guess I should. I'm I'm turning fifty this year, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I have I'm, I have one at there. home that
0: we're, um, but uh, unfortunately, my computer doesn't. Um, my lap. I don't know how to play a disc on my computer that doesn't have a disc drive without buying a disc drive, and it's a oh. disc only wheel kit. So, um, and the other computer has died now. The one that has a disc drive. So.
1: Wow, you've got a computer. You you have no computer disk drive. Nope.
0: Wow, that's, is, that's but I is, that I bought the Will like, kit on disc, and I, there's no way to download it from the site unless you buy it again. I I oh. checked into that, so. Huh. But I will I mean, go I, on record, <laughs> on air. I mean,
1: I mean, I think I've got the I get the wheel kit. It's on, on CD. I mean, it's just, I think it's just a matter of printing off the document, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it's like uh, it's a document. You can uh, it's like a. Like a PDF you can just, you know, type in, type into. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all it is. I can well, if you need, just... I mean, I,
1: I can always, I can always print them off. You can, you know, fill them out and then send them you in. You can
0: probably or... easily just take it off the disc. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because they're just all their, they're just files.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. the digital copy is what you can take to your lawyer and, you know, get it notarized yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Just put on a flash drive as well. Yeah. So kids listening to this show, do up your wills. <laughs> Don't wait. <laughs>
1: Yeah, don't wait. Don't wait or the government will get it.
0: <laughs> so, do you remember? I know we're going off a tangent, but this, that's what I like about this show. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember the first show you played live? And, like, what was the context of it? Like, what was that show? High school. Okay.
1: First time you played live? I'm trying to remember now if it was for the pageant or if we played. No, first time we, no, maybe not. it was either at the school or we played
0: at what a chanson. Fair. What a chanson! Is and that what be. it was called? It could M- be music box in French. <laughs> uh,
1: I believe so. Like there was, there was a time we played where, and, and Zap was playing drums. Yeah. And I can't remember. I think we played. Uh, we played the talent show. I think.
0: Yeah, that's what I think. What de chanson was? It was like it, they had talent shows at the school all the time, like every year or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, and I think at the time Mike was playing bass.
0: Mike and was playing had, bass.
1: Mike was playing bass. Mike had bought. A <laughs> Mike went to the, I think I think it was a pawn shop. Okay. Yeah. He went and bought this plywood bass.
0: <laughs> Not
1: only was it plywood, but it was a fretless plywood bass.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah, and that's and I believe that's what he played. And that was that was before uh, Norm had come in the picture, and then Zap had stepped down, and then Mike took over the drums, and then Norm came in with the bass.
0: Oh, I didn't know that story.
1: Yeah, so that that's how it all kind of shifted around. We were supposed to play at the Mountain Coliseum for uh, it was an amateur night. But uh, wow. Zap, Zap had a uh, bodybuilding competition I think the next day. So oh, he was cut God was,
0: you brought back some bad up. memories.
1: Yeah, well he was cutting up and everything and he couldn't play huge and it was play. like we had to pull out of it so
0: And that was but, a huge uh, opportunity for the band. That was yeah, that was huge.
1: Yeah, I still remember the guys dancing around I think the band was called Syntax Air. Syn- yeah. And they had and they had that you know, that tractor fit uh, paper. <laughs> <laughs> and they were and they were wrapped up in it playing, and we're looking at these guys in college. We should have played; would have and blown these guys away. And happened
0: with those guys too. I think they got some a little bit of notoriety for that. Oh, did they? I, I I think so. As I recall, I remember being angry that this band, who I mean, in retrospect, they're probably actually pretty good, but I thought they were they sucked because they weren't you guys. And uh, I remember being watching them go, these guys are nothing. These guys are nothing. Was, Todd was up there, like, I was, oh, so mad, and like, and I was mad at well, Zap for years after that. Wow, well,
1: our, I mean, uh, Rush was the main influence of what we were playing, so, I mean, we played a whole bunch of their tunes, and yeah. it, it, it got to the point where, uh, when they had gone, uh, I think when Dad had moved here, and we were still back home, and I was still with the band, and these guys, were, they went to, to, uh, uh, not Red River because that's here, but the community college back home, they were taking uh, electronics, right? Yeah. So they they had a, an amateur night there one night, so we actually played there. Oh, okay. And yeah, and apparently it was recorded. Oh. But we were never ever able to get oh, get a man. copy of it. So I don't know there was all those, you know, they they uh, the VHS tapes or whatever, they they just kind of rotate them. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they,
0: they after them. a while, they would just yeah. record over them. Yeah.
1: So. So we never did get a chance to get a copy of that, which would have been cool.
0: That's what happened with a lot of mums recordings back from the '60s or whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. That's why I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't know if it's from prepared or, or who, but I record everything, like when we yep. jam or, or whatever. I, I got to record there because I want to keep it as a memory.
0: Oh
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean, I've got I've got the stuff from uh, when we we're at Rays. In the basement, I got all that stuff right from the beginning, right when I first bought that recorder, and then up to the point where I got that uh, the uh, the upgraded one, but you know with, with the different band. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a good keepsake. I just got to make sure I've got it in a couple different spots because you know sometimes the hard drives crash and then yeah. you pretty much hooped.
0: <laughs> That's all. I'll do like
1: enjoy, you. I'll just enjoy. make multiple copies.
0: <laughs> yep. And <laughs> Dropbox, a bunch of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, Sylvie has uh, has one terabyte of uh, on her uh, OneDrive. Oh, so she uses that for her stuff, and I use Dropbox for mine. Um, Do you remember the first the first big show we did with the Embers? Was at Forbidden Flavors, and um, like, do you remember that show at all? I believe so. Yeah. So that was the show I was really nervous about. Well I I wasn't nervous Because I know we're playing a coffee shop It'd be kind of cool But our spouses were there As I recall And uh, like mom and and whatever And we went out for dinner beforehand It came with sort of a ritual We'd all, the band go for dinner beforehand And then go to the show together And um, I got a call From my spouse at the time um, Saying We can't get into the place (laughs) Because there was a lineup around the shop well, like the places packed and there was a lineup going around the shop and no one could get in. Right. It was over sold. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a
1: like, it was yeah, it was a good uh, it was a good time, that's for sure. So
0: I remember I get good. a little I got a I I think you were nervous, but I get a little nervous. And then Oh yeah, um, I was super nervous. <laughs> that, do you remember so this was right after I was let go the the first time I was let go from a job and uh there was two goons in the audience from my, the place I was let go from Who were instrumental in me getting uh, Kicked out um, Oh really? They were, they were in the audience And uh, I think they were there to beat me up Oh I never one? heard this story Oh yeah they were union guys And uh, anyway I'm not going to go into the details of it for legal reasons But um, anyway there were Two guys were there to You know to intimidate me Or, or whatever So I remember when, um, you know, we're setting up, we hadn't started playing yet or anything, just kind of getting our levels and all that sort of stuff. And I look out and these two guys are in the audience and they get their arms crossed and they get the mean face on and everything. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, (laughs) shit. So I I remember telling, I think it was Bane I told, I can't remember, I told somebody in the band. I know it wasn't you. And I said, look, there's two guys in the audience that are here to beat me up. Um, for shit that happened at work, you know, I'm not a fighter, uh, <laughs> you know, and they're like, don't worry about it. They're not going to beat you in a, beat you up in a public place. Right. So then I'm like, I'm like, so I've got this anxiety while I'm performing, like, okay, well I'm going to sing, I'm going to sing. And in between sets I'm going to get pummeled, beat up. <laughs> so I had that extra, um, that extra fear <laughs> going on on stage, right. you know, or that they're going to heckle the band or like, you know. Um, but if, for some reason, like I, I, so what I did when we were, when I was singing, I was focusing on them when I was performing and I was right. a bit more aggressive and a bit more angry at that show. I don't know if you recall, but, um, that, that show was never videotaped, unfortunately, because it I think right. it was a fairly good show. And, uh, we played and we played really well. And the audience was really like, they were, they really liked us a lot. That's just why they asked us to come back twice. Well, I mean,
1: they had all, it was a coffee house and they, everybody, you know, every, they had like the overstuffed chairs and the couches and stuff. So they had them all turned towards us and they, and they had the kids out front and they were dancing and stuff. It was, it was, uh, it was, a good show. Yeah, it, it, was it was a good show. Yeah. It always felt like and, a
0: religious experience.
1: Yeah. And I, and I found the, the more uh, quaint or whatever you want to call it shows were the best ones. Like the ones, like when we had the private party out at, uh, one of Ben's friends. We had it out in, some, out in the country somewhere in, in the garage. Yeah. And I like those ones. Those, oh, those ones are great. Those are great. You know, then you can... I mean, in someone And it, it's not a whole bunch of people. So, I mean, he's like, hey, come on up. And then, you know, they'll come and, you know, sing, a, you know, try and sing and, yeah. and, and stuff. And just kind of exactly. get involved. And it just makes it that much better. Just one like one big kitchen party.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. That's what... Yeah, yeah, that's totally what it felt like. I, I yeah. love... Those were my favorite shows. But, yeah, yeah that show... Like, that show for me was a turning point, Like, I guess in terms of turning points. That was a turning point for me because um, I guess the idea was, I mean, I was nervous to sing, of course. And I was like, oh, my throat's dry and I don't want to have any milk before the show. And, you know, I was doing all these stupid things to make sure I sounded as good as I could sound. And then right. I had that extra added pressure. Um, but for some reason, it was like one of my best performances. And I, I know a couple of people came up to me after and said I was, you know, that I was... Band was really good, but you know they, they did like you know my what what I had done, right. um, and probably more alert. Well, yeah, but I had. It's funny, it's like I was able to turn that fear and anxiety around and actually focus it into my performance. And yeah, I it's took, like, yeah,
1: it's like working out. Yeah, it's like burning off the thing, but you're doing it vocally.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah. what I learned was, you know what, you can go on stage and as long as you bust your ass. And, you know, be legitimate about it. It doesn't matter if the crowd's against you or for you. You you have to play for you first and play yeah. with intensity. And if you're nervous, good. Use that to your, you know, to your benefit. And that show is what informed me at every show afterwards. Like, when we, we played Wise Guys and no one was interested in watching us, and I was like, I don't care. We're going to play as hard as we can. Like and I was jumping around that stage because that was a massive stage. That was a massive stage. But I, you know, I was I was, was sicker than a dog
1: that night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember that. Yeah, went in my ears. So I was like, yeah, it's pretty pretty groggy. Yep.
0: But um, yeah, that was that was the key performance, and like of all the shows we've done together, mm-hmm. that was the key one. The biggest one was that one. The wise guys. No, no, the um, the forbidden flavors that first time.
1: Oh, yeah. Because
0: uh, I overcame. Like, I still get stage fright, but right. I look forward to the stage fright because it, it, fo- it focuses me, I guess, is the right word. Okay, so if you took either the, the... Okay, if you took Forbidden Flavors...
1: Yeah. Okay, if you took the... When we played out at the lake... Oh,
0: at Falcon Lake,
1: yeah. Falcon Lake, or you take the Belgium Club. Well, what is your favorite venue out of those three?
0: In terms of venue... Well,
1: what was your, okay, what was your best experience? Which one did you enjoy the most?
0: Well, those three are the top three, for sure. Yeah, but which Uh, one
1: is Just just a little bit more than the others. For me, it was Falcon Lake.
0: I think it was Falcon Lake, too. Yeah. But those, all three of those shows? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Falcon Lake had, like, there was a special memory there, because when we played the first night, no one was there. And then some yeah. people showed up at, I don't know, if it was 1 o'clock in the morning. Right. And they, I don't know if they personally did it, but they talked us up to everyone in the area and told a bunch of people to come see us. You have to check this band out. Well, Saturday was packed, And Saturday was like, <laughs> yeah, it was filled to the nuts. And people danced all night long and, and we did so good. We um, uh, The second part of that is we went back and played there again. But you and dad had left the band by that point. Right. And it was the lowest point of being in the Embers. Because, I mean, I I was really enjoying it, but we had an issue. Like, Dick couldn't play either. So I was drumming and singing. We had another guitar player named Roger. We had another bass player that replaced dad. Now, out of all those guys I was playing with, like, that bass player, I can't remember his name. uh, But um, he was friends with Keith. The guitar player in uh, that other band that uh, okay. we had ties with there. Anyway, the bass player and I, like, we synced in a different way that Dad and I synced. And he had, um, like, him and I could improvise off anything at any time, in any way. And we used to do it when we were playing and right. piss the rest of the guys off. Because we'd be doing, <laughs> like, the Eagles, and then we would, we would um, decide, okay, you know, in the next verse, I'd I'd look over at him and he'd nod, and we would do a funk break breakdown, and uh, it was good, like it was really good. But um, the rest of the yeah, guys, shoot, shoot everyone else, off. well, I like I, you know, I I like improvising. Like you and I can improvise very well together. Was, like yeah, I well, know when you're going to take a left turn, and you know when I'm going to take a right turn. Like it's just, it's just yeah, it's kind of weird that way. <laughs> um, but this guy, this bass player, could do the same thing, like. I always wanted to have him as our bass player, like, it, you know, as a trio, you mean him, because mm-hmm. um, he, he, he'd get right in there and get dirty, you right? Know, as a bass player, and, you know, he, he played with his fingers, and, you know, he, he was really good, and he, he, could play funk, he could play uh, jazz, like, he could play anything, he was so good. Right, so, he knew his instrument. Yeah, but he was, he was super fun to play with, but he was, quit, he quit, too, right after, you know, right when I quit, too. We both oh, okay. quit at the same show but anyway we played that venue and you know there was a bit of hype around it like oh the return of the embers blah 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 it was kind of a big deal and then when we played uh, the three three key members are missing Dick you and dad were missing right so um, I remember after the first set going into the audience the place was packed because people were there to see the embers because they remembered it from you know the year before or whatever it was. Right. And uh, I remember going to the audience after, and it was kind of embarrassing that they're like, well, I thought the Classic Embers were playing. This isn't the Classic Embers. <laughs> like, wh- you know, where's that hotshot guitar player? Like, I don't see a hotshot guitar player. And where's the singer? Like, because I was behind the kit, people thought, I, you know, probably wasn't even the same guy. They get some other bald guy, put him behind the drum kit, and, you know, but uh, I didn't sing as well because I was drumming and singing. And I was I sang about half the songs, I guess, and Roger sang the other half. Right. and uh, Roger wasn't a lead player but he was doing lead cuz yeah. you know, I'm sure was it was,
1: a, it, was a, it was obviously a different dynamic cuz you get different people
0: yeah i mean there's certain things about that lineup that i that i that i thoroughly enjoyed but the crowd was there to see the classic embers they remembered and they were so i went in the audience and people didn't even know it was me and they're like oh these guys suck like who the hell are these guys like i thought this was the embers like did they just take their name or like what's going on so it was God, it was hard to go up for that second set afterwards. You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just yeah. really glad that wasn't there. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, you... Yeah. If you'd have been there, it might have saved the whole thing, maybe, but... Well, I wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> if,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I... At that point, I had to
0: stop playing because... Uh, because of stuff, yeah. Yeah, because of stuff, but... But yeah, but, um, but see, that was a life experience for me too, because our best show was there and the worst Ember show was there as well. Great. And, uh, it basically taught me that, you know, sometimes in life you got to be selfish. Don't stick with something because you're sticking with something. Cause I have a problem with quitting things. I just don't like quitting. Um, yeah. Giving and, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, so. I yeah. wasn't willing to quit the bend because it didn't feel like the right thing to do and I mean you and dad had the balls to just do it you yeah. know well whatever but yeah. um, but I couldn't quit because well, I can't quit like I, I can't quit like I, I don't know how to quit things like, oh. I just go until I die or even if I'm yeah. not having fun I got to stay with it right um, which was my first marriage I guess you know I stuck around <laughs> way too long but yeah. I hear you. but it taught me that sometimes you got to quit and, yeah, uh, well, if, and it's okay, uh, and it's not a failure. It's sometimes, you know, you can only go so far with something, and you can only beat, you know, beat something down for so long until it's not worth it anymore.
1: Oh, that's true. I mean, once you hit your lowest
0: low, then you kind of look up and go, "What the hell?" Yeah, and then and then you can kind of
1: you know move on or, and, or yeah. Whatever, and I'd but, proven
0: I'd been in that band too long. That by that point, like, yeah, you know. It, it, the band didn't improve. It changed. It changed dramatically, but there wasn't really an improvement. It was just kind of the same or not as good. And you should always be moving forward. And I don't know, it, it was frustrating. Because, I mean, I, I, I love the Embers and I love playing in the Embers. And that's why I stayed so long. But, yeah, in well, the end, for me. We tried, we, you know, it wasn't the right chemistry and who we let in the band and all that stuff. Like, maybe we should have been a bit more methodical about it. Yeah.
1: Well, for me, it was it was uh, one of those things where we just get together with guys once a week and have a couple beers and hang out. Yeah. So, and that that's always been the case. I was never the one to oh, I want to play out somewhere or whatever. It just kinda, I just kind of I just kind of follow everyone yeah. that, you know want to do it and follow and, everyone's uh, lead. What's that? Follow everyone's lead. Yeah, just you know, you want to do it? Right, sure, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And you know, and and it turns out it was you know a great experience and it was. And, and, you know, it's, it's a good experience.
0: So, yeah, yeah, it was it was worth it. Like I, I I look back fondly on now, and I I mean I still have a special place for for you know for Dick and Bane, mm-hmm. and uh, and Dave Hill because Dave played with us a number of times too, and we kept in yes. touch with Dave, which is which is nice. Yeah, and and, and Bane as well. But I haven't talked yeah. to Dick in a while. I'm probably, I'd Drop him the line, but he's not a Facebook guy, so.
1: Yeah. Well, we saw him last time. We saw him was at uh, when they were playing at the um, Belgian Club.
0: At the Belgian Club, yeah. And yeah. Really and good part chance of that, to talk to him and, and his son Jason. And
1: yeah. And then prior to that, we saw him at the um, Transcona Hot Rod. What's it called? Oh, Rod Rodorama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rodorama, and he was the DJ. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
1: That was. Yeah, a good time. and he came down to see us, and that's when that's. Well, that's when Dad had passed recently, and we had the car. The car show yep. is uh, a 57 Chevy, and actually, we we won second place. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. So, yeah, that was, that was good.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to cap it off here. I've been sitting in the driveway for 10 minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're going to go try to do some Mother's Day shopping. Okay. Tonight. So, uh, okay. Well, uh, Keycon is fast approaching, so everybody go to it. I'll link to the. To um, to them, and I'll have a link to my website, which is Uh If you're looking for news on whatever I'm working on, it'll be on there, and I'll uh, provide updates for Todd. Um, I might even—I uh, think I'm going to try to set you up with some passwords and shit on there. So if you want to post on there, then you easily can as well. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well. we'll All see, right. We'll see you on the flip side, brother. Sounds good. All right. All right. See, ya. Okay. see ya. Bye. Okay.